This is Colin Zenshu, the podcast, episode 326 for the week of March 10th, 2013. What up? Hey, welcome to Kan Zen Shu, the podcast, an extension of the all-encompassing Dragon Ball fan site. Kan Zen Shu. That's right. Two of us here cover anything and everything Dragon Ball in hopes of enlightening and a little bit of entertaining. My name is Mike Vegito Ex, and joining me <laughs> from school, Julian. Yes. That's very true. What's going on there today? Well, today is the test day for the regular course, which means that there are lots of junior high schoolers who have come here to try and become students starting next month. So just be aware, uh, we may be editing around some announcements about putting down pencils and taking a break and things like that. Right. Have we ever recorded with you at work before? A couple of times. Have oh, this we? Is the first time. This is the first time since um, the connection has been reinstated because we had a very, very old router that finally broke a few months ago. Did you say so, yes. router? That's so cute. I'm I'm sorry. I'm around people from other countries. So, <laughs> is that how they pronounce it? Is it router? In Japanese, yes, and in other dialects of English. So, yeah, it kind of rubs off. <laughs> All right, so we're the wrong ones. All right, so Julian, you and I, man, uh, I didn't get to a show last week. It was a certain wedding for a certain GT associate of ours, Mr. Yes. Jeff. It was the all Jeff weekend for uh, wedding extravaganza. So I took the week off, which meant everyone took the week off. Uh, and by taking the week off, we mean we just did more work <laughs> on the website as opposed yeah. to doing a podcast. So no one really took any time off. Even I was working on stuff. So uh, you and I were going to catch up on, obviously, Battle of Gods news. I mean, yes. it's March now, so we're in the thick of it. Uh, that's the big thing going on. And uh, we're, we're not going to promise a topic right now because we're probably going to go long covering news. But a lot of the news is really good content, too. So I think we, we've been saying this, guys, gals, until Battle of Gods comes out. It's not that we're only news. It's not the only thing we do, but it is our number one priority priority and it's killing us yeah it's getting to the point where it's not only the content that it's put on the sidelines but the podcast topics as well so yeah yeah (laughs) it's eating into everything but we're enjoying everything that we're doing so it's kind of like ah we're doing too much dragon ball stuff poor us i I think somebody (laughs) posted uh, a, a link on the website to an Amazon page that suggests that there's going to be some sort of magazine related to the movie coming out in maybe 10 days or so from when we're recording this. And I think to myself, great, more site work. (laughs) It's it's tough to get excited going, yeah, new stuff's coming. Ah, that means I got to translate everything. Yeah. Oh, well. But uh, it's 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 cool. It's cool. Uh, We'll manage somehow. It's it's good that it's March and not say April because then I'd I'd just be completely overworked here. I mean, this site is my third full time job after my job job right. and my children. So yeah, we got a lot of stuff to cover. So uh, Julian, you and I, we're gonna jump right into it here. All right, well let's get started. All right, first kind of thingy here, newsish sorta kind of sucks that you were the only one who could watch anything because <laughs> I don't think that people around the world in the entertainment business realize that this is a global economy. Uh, so Flow and Kyun Music, who's actually part of 
is it Sony Music? I think it is. We decided yes, Sony Music Entertainment. Okay, uh, they put out the promotional videos. They're they're called PVs over there in Japan. It's basically the music videos for the two songs from Battle of Gods. Their cover of Chala Head Chala, and also their new original song Hero Song of Hope. They threw them up on YouTube, but as I mentioned, they were region restricted to Japan only. But Julian, you are in Japan, so yes. you're able to take care of this for us. Yes. I was able to watch them for you. So give me the rundown. Uh, Hedgehala seemed to be a video made up of live performances, but yes. not necessarily of Hedgehala because stuff was not lining up in places. Well, yes. If you watch them very closely, it may be that they at least did not exclusively use footage from that particular song. It, whether they used footage from that song at all is up for debate, but um, yeah. I think they did, but just uh, little filler shots here and there. It seemed to be other songs entirely, but whatever. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of standard practice. All right. that It just kind of is what it is. It's a live performance video. Yes. Uh, it, it's weird because I feel like Hedgehala is the big song here, but it's a double A side, so the other song's getting a lot of attention here. Hero Song of Hope was more of a traditional. This is kind of the quintessential Japanese PV to me, I feel like. Sort of around like the CG background and the sort of weird poses and things. So not a traditional concert exactly, although it still is um, missing, you know, anything related to the franchise. Right. We, ex <laughs> we expect that though. I mean, we saw yeah. that with Ayumi Hamasaki's rule back for Dragon Ball Evolution. You see this yes. with pretty much any Japanese band that does an anime related music video. They, it just, they don't tie together. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> Anything interesting about the video? It just kind of was to me. Well, I don't know. I think the, the, the insert song is growing on me. And I, um, agree. I agree. I think people's opinions are already well formed about the theme itself. Yeah, yeah. But and I don't know. I, I enjoyed both videos, but for what they are, but I thought they could have been made a little bit more interesting, frankly. Yeah, nothing too interesting. Um, they have Flow, the band here. They have a lot of stuff coming out between the CD single and their eighth studio album, which is going to have these two songs. Uh, we're going to have to double check on this, but I know there is a limited edition version of the album coming out that comes with the DVD that itself comes with music video stuff. But last time I checked, it was not specified what music video material was going to be on that DVD. I would assume that these two videos would be likely candidates. They're not being included with the CD single, but uh, last time I checked, there was no concrete word on what was going to be on there. So fair enough. We'll try to follow up on that if we ever get any confirmation. I'm That's not buying true. the album. I'm buying the CD single. That's all I need. It's got remixes, right. instrumentals. <laughs> I don't That's need the true. Album. All right. So let's leave music behind. Julian, take us over to this was a biggie on February oh, yes. 27th, the second full-length trailer for Battle of Gods. Now, before we get into this, I do want to note real quick, this is trailer number two. This is not trailer number three that you see numbered around everywhere. The, the way this stuff works, the very first thing that came out where it was just that kind of zooming shot to Goku smiling, that was a teaser. That was not a trailer. It didn't get a trailer number on that. Then there was the first trailer, and this is the second trailer. As you can see by it being called trailer number two on the YouTube pages. Yes. This is Mike going into absolute documentation mode here. Anyway, you can ignore me, Julian. Tell me what's up with the trail. So it was teased on Fuji TV the previous week, but this right. was the 
actual official release of the trailer on YouTube. And we, of course, translated everything for you, so be sure to check out the website for that. But the main thing here is that, well, number one, you get to see lots of new scenes, and the animation as well seems to have mm. taken quite a bit of a bump since the first trailer. Um, the other thing yes. is, of course, something that we are going to get to in just a second, but Son Gohan, no longer a Super Saiyan. Dun, dun, dun. Yes, that is correct. Anything else in the trailer that you want to pull out before we get to that one, which is kind of news, kind of follow up to prior podcast topic? Um, well, apart from the trailer itself, at the very end, we finally figured out what triple attendee present is actually supposed to mean. <laughs> All right. Because of that? the way that, because of the way they phrase it, it's kind of ambiguous. And the way I interpreted originally is that people who buy three tickets also get this extra stuff. But actually, everybody who goes to the theater gets a triple present so it's a triple attendee present as opposed to triple attendee present yes Got so <laughs> you, you get the dragon ball heroes card you get the qr code for dragon ball heroes ultimate mission on the 3ds and you get a uh, four star dragon ball pen with a um, dragon radar case to hold the other pens that they had as bonuses with pre-order tickets got it anything else in the trailer i mean i think we covered it animation seems like it took a bump gohan we're gonna get to in just a second we got a couple new scenes of things yes uh my excitement just kept jumping every time i watched it yes uh vegeta being uh very stressed about this new uh -huh. guy here uh -huh. so yeah you know typical um vegeta is cowed in the face of a more powerful foe, par for the course. We'll get to that a little bit in just a second as well. Man, it's just at this point, we just have to say, all right, this is what happened, but we got to get to the next thing, which expands upon that and gives us even better stuff to talk about. So let's kind of kick the trailer to the curb. You've already watched it by this point, no doubt. So at this point, a few weeks back on episode, oh, man, weeks, it's kind of months at this point, episode 319 of the podcast, myself, Jake, and Sean, we talked about Gohan being super Saiyan in the upcoming film, Battle of the Gods, as he appeared to be from the promotional materials and even the first trailer. But, 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 we have confirmation now, Julian, that Gohan will in fact not be a Super Saiyan in Battle of Gods. How did this go down? Well, first to get the ball rolling, there was the second trailer that came out, which we just mentioned, and suddenly Gohan was not shown as a Super Saiyan. In fact, it showed him getting beat up in his regular form, which was um, maybe a bit similar to the series at that point as well. But <laughs> right, right. then we have this thing that took place on Twitter with a rather petulant fan and the scriptwriter for the movie, Yusuke Watanabe, who was gracious enough to respond to this fan and gave us a wealth of information. So it actually didn't start on the subject of Gohan. He actually started first complaining about Vegeta. Okay. So this, this fan who goes by the name of Kurumizawa, and I, I feel okay about not, you know, being very nice to this guy because he <laughs> probably doesn't speak English. Right, but, right. Well, you know, just attitude problems in general, it, it deserves a call out sometimes. Yes. So he starts off actually talking about Vegeta and he addresses Watanabe on Twitter and he says, so um, why are you depicting Vegeta as a weakling? Even in this movie, it seems to have a feeling of let's give Vegeta something to fear. Have you read all of the manga? Oh my God. <laughs> yes. And uh, he also goes on to say, um, by by now he should be strong enough to thrash someone around Broly's level, and even if there's no hope of winning, he should say, "I am Vegeta, Prince of the Saya, and stand against them." That's wait, so we've got we, wait, 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 we've got Japanese fans throwing the Broly nonsense into the mix too. Yes, come on now. Yes, but right. Watanabe then replies. He says, "I've read the manga too. 
I really like Vegeta in the manga's last panel, and I think this means the Kanzenban when Vegeta uh-huh. says, I'll, I'll defeat you sooner or later, Goku. Right. Kakaroto. And he says, please reply again once you see the movie. And But the fan can't leave well enough alone, so he says, thanks to the movies, there's lots of people who think Vegeta equals weakling, so I hate the idea of him being depicted as a weakling again. I will absolutely see the movie. And uh, so Watanabe continues the banter with this fan and says, you know, I consider Dragon Ball to be Vegeta's story. I love seeing him fight while troubled and hurt. As you say, I don't like it when he's thought of as a weakling simply going by appearances. Goku is the star, of course, but perhaps it brings out Vegeta's greatness, which is different from Goku's. Mm-hmm. The fan can't leave well enough alone. So he launches into a tirade about, well, 140 character tirade about Gohan instead. So he says, on top of that, there's no need for Gohan to be a super saiyan. The GT staff were careless like that too, but you completely forgot about it, didn't you? Elder Kaioshin's unlocking his latent potential. And so Yusuke Watanabe is having fun here. So he says, oh, and also this is a spoiler, so it's kind of that. So he shouldn't really be saying this. But in the movie proper, Gohan isn't a super saiyan. By all means, please do check it out in the actual movie. And by this point, the fan is maybe starting to backpedal a little bit. He says, oh, I thought he was one in the trailer, but... Maybe the video is just for promotional purposes. Right. Which, Julian, you and I and everyone associated has kind of been saying for a while. I don't want to say I told you so, but told you so. Yes. As a rule, I like to watch Western movies on DVD because they come with extras and such. This is the thing about Japanese movies. They tend not to have that many extras. Right. Okay. Um, But for Dragon Ball alone, I want to be involved in fan discussions. So I'll go see it the day it opens. Thanks for your reply. (laughs) <laughs> so finally, this guy is um, coming down off his high horse and maybe being a little bit more polite to the script writer for the movie. Right. And so Watanabe finishes up. He says, sorry, as a script writer, stuff like trailers and posters falls outside my responsibilities. So I can't tell you anything about that. I'm terribly sorry, but please try to understand all the same. So the script writer was being, I think, going above and beyond the call of duty and he being sure gracious was. Yep. to this fan who was kind of an ass. But <laughs> at the same it. time, it gave us a wealth of information about the movie that we hadn't had previously available. Right. I mean, at this point, uh, this fan, along with plenty of other folks, can put down the pitchforks. Gohan, if we take Watanabe at his word here, will not be a super sign in the movie. So that kind of clears up that scenario thing question. Yeah. (laughs) So it was a pretty interesting read, actually, to be honest. And I think uh, the thing about Vegeta also ties into some other things that we've heard, which we'll also get to soon. Yes. You know, I just want to comment something like that. Uh, Mary and I were talking about this. And uh, for you older fans, you'll possibly remember Mary's old feature films on Templo Trunks. And she used to get all the time fans irate at her for depicting Vegeta the way that she would in those feature films, which was, I I don't really remember all the stuff she did because I didn't really visit her site. So, uh, anyway, but we were talking about like you, you couldn't write those things the way that she did. And Watanabe could not write this movie script the way that he clearly did if they weren't such huge fans of the series. And it, it just blows my mind that fans, they, they almost personify these characters in a way where if a character is not absolutely in every single instance, just given this absolute air of 
strength and authority over every other character, which is impossible because then if you have every character just acting that way toward everyone else, it's, I mean, you know where I'm going with this? It's just strange that the, some of these fans take it upon themselves to defend inanimate objects and ideas yeah it's well you know you get attached to certain things and then you start acting irrationally i mean i get that i totally get that we love the series so much and you think about oh if someone insults dragon ball i'm going to defend it but i feel like this is going just much as watanabe went above the call of duty i think some of these fans go above the call of duty with their devotion here yeah well you know, we wouldn't be around if not for that. But that, know, that's we, very we, true. Very we, true. We try to keep a level head about these things. Absolutely. Speaking of level heads, uh, told you so. Told you so. Told you so. Promotional purpose. <laughs> told you so. <laughs> okay. All right. So, is uh, that all the Gohan stuff? I mean, please dive back. Check out episode three nineteen of the podcast if you have no idea why Gohan being a super sign or not being a super sign is a big quote unquote deal. Please check out the episode and, well, if you've read the series, um, have you read it? You might understand why. Uh-uh-uh. <laughs> ah, good All right, times. I'm done, Julian. Let's go on to uh, the, the World of Dragon Ball exhibit. I'm very excited about this, even though I can't go. Yes. So a little bit of background. This is the first um, sort of art exhibit for Akira Toriyama's work since the world of Akira Toriyama exhibit back in 1993 to 1995. Oh, man. DBZ Movie 3 era kicking that off, right? Um, well, that was sort of a 10-year retrospective on his first decade doing okay. manga. But, um, well, doing serialized manga like Dr. Slump and everything. Right, but right. this um, this exhibit was sort of um, taking that name and sort of running with it and just showing off his work uh, in a gallery sort of setting and giving sort of professional commentary on his work. Okay. Giving out these sort of exhibit books as well. Uh, so that ran for a good, what, two two and a half years going wow, touring right. around Japan. And this is a much more limited thing. It's going to be in Tokyo uh, from the end of this month to the beginning of next month. It's going to be in Osaka for a week in the middle of April. <laughs> so I'm going to really have to bust my ass to get out there. And it's going to be in Nagoya in September. So Yeah, yeah, that one's way far off. Yeah, so I, I don't really know what's up with that, but I'm excited to take a look at this. And we've got Definitely. some more information in... The Shonen Weekly Shonen Jump from two weeks ago, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's hard um, to keep track here. Yes, so we have it separated into seven areas since you know seven Dragon Balls. So the one star ball area will be Dragon Ball Complete History. So while looking back on major events, it invites you into the world of the work. So good way to start. The two star ball section will be a character wall, which is an introduction to the over four hundred characters who appear in the series. And three-star ball area will be con- comic manuscript gallery, so an exhibit of over 200 comic manuscripts painstakingly selected from among the enormous serialization spanning 10 and a half years and 519 chapters. Precious manuscripts, including all draft pages for the first and last chapters, as well as memorable scenes, will be exhibited in one shot. I am psyched about that. You have to take photos. If they let me. Uh, do it anyway. You're white. You can get away with it. Yes, I'll pretend not to speak Japanese. Oh, no, no speak Japanese. Sorry, sorry. They'll kick kick me out anyway. Yeah, right. (laughs) Uh, uh, Let's see. Four Star Ball is Color Illustration Gallery, a special display of about 30 color illustrations drawn by the original author, 
Akira Toriyama, like you didn't know who he was. Moving on, Five Star Ball, Treasure Museum, an introduction to rare Dragon Ball-related materials. What do you think that's going to be? I don't know, and I'm actually very curious to see what it might be. Could be the old and yellowed pair of women's panties that a reader sent Akira Toriyama way back in the day. (laughs) Tobacco-stained and... Looks like 1980s. All right, let's not <laughs> keep going, please. <laughs> okay, I think he threw that away anyway. Uh, where is it? Uh, Six Star Ball Anime Gallery will introduce the world of Dragon Ball's anime version through design sketches and cells. Cool. That's good. I guess I should say design materials. It, it was kind of in- ambiguous the way it was worded. Okay. Um, anyway, Seven Star Ball is theater corner screenings of Dragon Ball related videos. I would laugh it was just if it was just the hyper anime Dragon Ball Z from 1993. <laughs> just on loop over and over. <laughs> like, well, we have it. We got to do something with it. <laughs> Look at the state of the art CG for 1993. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it was, man. It totally was. It's got cutouts. Yes, and people dancing in silhouette. <laughs> and finally, uh, there's a shop corner with sales of original exhibition merchandise. I'm looking forward to that, as well as other official items. I'm kind of hoping they have a book for this, like the other ex- exhibit ones. Yeah, that'd be very nice. Yes. I mean, the last one actually had English translations right in there, so that would be quite an interesting thing if they do. Man, Less work I, for me, too. I'm so jealous. I can't wait for you to go and take as many stealthy pictures as you can. So you'll be going to the one in Osaka. So when does that take place so people can look forward to your coverage of it? Yes. So my coverage of it is going to be, let me look right here since I have this this week's edition of Shonen Jump up in front of me. Uh, the Osaka one is going to be from April 17th to the 23rd, a Wednesday to a Tuesday. So exactly one week. And it okay. will be held at the Hanshin Department Store in Umeda on the eighth floor uh, event space. Okay. So a little over a month from right now is when you'll be checking that out. That's right. Cool. Cool. All right. Uh, we have so much stuff. Let's keep going. We're kind of breaking away from Battle of Gods here a little bit. This is really nice, giving people some recognition. The seventh Seiyu Awards took place, or at least the uh, listing of who won what. And there's uh, four really great awards here. I was super, super excited to see this. One in particular, I think this was very, very much warranted. And that is the late Takashi Aono received a Lifetime Achievement Award. Listed here for his many years of service and contributions to the industry. We, of course, know Ano as uh, the voice of Piccolo Daimao, Demon King Piccolo, and God in the series. He uh, suffered a stroke, unfortunately, back in summer of 2010, and then uh, that was actually during Dragon Ball Kai, so he had to step away from his roles there. Uh, He was replaced by Bin Shimada, who incidentally played Broly, who took over as the voice of God in Kai, which is kind of interesting and fun to think about. But then, sadly, Aono did pass away uh, almost a year ago at this point in April 2012, so a nice... uh, posthumous award there for the late Takashi Aono. So after that, Masako Nozawa received a Distinguished Service Award for her many years of service and contributions to the industry's numerous genres and productions. Of course she did. Yes, I mean, she's been in the industry since basically like the 1960s. She right. was a character in the original Astro Boy. She was the first voice of uh, Kitaro in Gegege no Kitaro. Galaxy Express and yes, yes, Tetsuro and other things that I can't remember. She was one of the, the early voices of Doraemon. Mm, okay. And, you know, she actually just had a major role in... Um is it Asura or Ashura that it came out as? I don't remember. <laughs> I don't know. Does the H go in there when you say it in Japanese? Um, I think usually, yes. 
Okay. Uh, I think she was the main character in that. And I know that was a big theatrical film from, uh, uh, help me out here, Toei. <laughs> That's the name. There we go. <laughs> yes. Company that I may have heard of before. Uh, the DVD and the Blu-ray recently came out. So that was uh, another big thing that she recently did. But Lifetime, uh, no, not Lifetime, Distinguished Service Award. Yes. But of course, in Dragon Ball, she is known as the one and only Son Goku but also his two sons, Son Gohan and Son Goten, along with Goku's father, Bardock, and Dragon Ball Z Movie 3 doppelganger villain, Talos. And in some alternative universe, she is the voice of Anpanman, while Keiko Toda is doing the voice of Son Goku. <laughs> that's, awesome. a, that's an inside joke if you've read one of the interviews from, I think, Tenkaichi Densetsu. Uh, anyway. I've read them all. <laughs> uh, anyway. And then our buddy, man. Yes, Yuji Mitsuya, who Mike has had the honor of meeting in person, received the Kei Tomiyama Award for spreading the profession of voice acting across different media. In Dragon Ball, Mitsuyo is best known as the voice of Kaioshin. I think he was also the voice of Gregory. It's uh, a good question. I don't remember. Uh, well, yeah. when we say best known, I don't know if Gregory is one of the best known roles. Yeah. Julian, well, what is, uh, or rather, who is Kei Tor- uh, Tomiyama? Kei Tomiyama. Wikipedia, go. <laughs> I thought you might know. <laughs> He's, um was a Japanese voice actor and um really yes he was tiger mask in the tiger mask anime oh, okay he was in space battleship yamato and um another other things he was nezumi otoko in the third series of gegege no kitaro and um some other things kitaro just keeps coming back doesn't it um yeah it's At least been they back a couple of times. I think one of the most recent incarnations they brought back Nozawa as Kitaro. Didn't it? Kai replace that actually back in 09? I th- maybe it was what was it? Hakaba no Kitaro, something like. Uh well, there was there was Gege no Kitaro running I think more or less simultaneously with a, a version that was truer to the original manga oh, gotcha, called okay. Hakaba no Kitaro. And for the latter they brought back Nozawa as the voice of Kitaro. But actually, it's a bit weird because the original series, if you maybe search YouTube and find some episodes from the 1960s series, she's so young that she barely sounds recognizable. Really? Oh, that's yeah. so fun. <laughs> I know. She was only, what, in her 30s at the time. So That lady. Distinguished yes. service indeed. All right. There was one more award, kind of the expected one that you would think oh, to yes. see here. Yes. So Mayumi Tanaka received the Kids and Family Award, which was selected by children themselves. In Dragon Ball, Tanaka is, of course, the voice of Kuririn and Yajirobe, but she has also played Uranai Baba, replacing Junpei Takiguchi, the male cross-dressing role. Which was my favorite voice. Yes. Um, but, of course, her biggest role today is that of Luffy from One Piece. So the kids picked her. That's awesome. Yes. I would expect that because One Piece is an institution. Huge. But she's been in a lot of things. She was oh, in Castle, yeah. in, Castle in the Sky. She was in um, Night on the Galactic Railroad, the, the version with the cats. You know um, what's a, a really interesting uh, role of hers is she played uh, Wukong, uh, Journey to the West adaptation. Oh, huh, I didn't know that. So that's a fun little bit of trivia for you. She played her best friend's uh, inspiration <laughs> in <Fantastic>. another universe. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Okay. All right. So there's just a ton of tie-in promotions, and we've covered uh, a number of them on the site and on the podcast. But um, going 
Along with that, we have some further things involving um, places like Lawson and Ministop. So if you have uh, a Ponta card, which you can use to put points on if you go to Lawson, uh, so if you get 300 Ponta points, you can exchange them for a Dragon Ball-styled Dragon Bowl. All you have to do is print out the exchange ticket from the Lopi machine and hope that that particular Lawson still has them in stock. What is Lawson? Lawson, oh, Lawson is a chain of convenience stores. They're everywhere. And in the U.S., convenience stores are mostly associated with gas stations, but in Japan, they're actually usually just sort of shops on street corners. What? I don't know about that. I mean, you're no. from New York. You think of things like Rite Aid and CVS and stuff. Those aren't gas station related. <laughs> well, well, not exactly, but... You know, I'm I'm from countryside New York. And oh, fair enough. <laughs> if you're if you're from like New York, New York, then maybe it'd be something similar to the like the corner bodega kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> uh, but yeah, they're everywhere, and they have lots of promotions involving commercial items. And this time, it's Dragon Ball. All right, so, let's not go yeah. super in depth, but there's uh, capsule stamps on at Lawson and Mini Shop. Is it literally Mini's- just called Mini Shop? Uh, it's mini stop. I oh, think mini stop. that may have been my iPhone automatically correcting a legitimate word to something else. And I didn't notice. <laughs> um, All right. I'm, I shouldn't update from my iPhone. I'm sorry. No, you shouldn't. <laughs> <clears throat> um, Yes, so you can get stamps, and by um, getting enough stamps, you can do a drawing for original Dragon Ball goods. You know, you get a little strip of paper, and if it says Atari, you win. If it says Hazare, tough luck. And um, there's just other things. You can get a special Ponta card with a Dragon Ball design if you enter their campaign. Oh, but here we go. HMV, which is... I believe, extinct in North America, but it's still going strong in Japan. So between 23rd March and 5th April, you can get special special Dragon Ball goods and a prize drawing with the purchase of any two items. So it's fun. And so at Geo locations, with the use of Dragon Ball rental DVDs or rental comics totaling 300 yen or more, you can receive a free clear file. So it's one of those sort of clear A4 size slips where you can put papers in size, inside. So the three designs include... Goku, Piccolo, and Vegeta firing key blasts from the first of this month onward. And then starting the 15th, Gohan, Goten, and Trunks, Piccolo, Kuririn, Bulma, Kamesanin, and Goku all on one page. And then starting on the 29th, there's one with Goku, Piccolo, and Vegeta sort of super deformed. So uh, if you collect three of the entry tickets that's included with these three clear files, you can also enter a drawing to win a complete 42-volume set of the Tankobon. Uh, 50 people will win that. Or a just uh, b 2 size 3D poster, and 300 people will get one of those. Um, so, yes. Have this I mentioned kinda, This is kind of bordering on gambling a little bit, isn't it? Well, you know, when you enter things for like that, it is, I guess, a form of gambling. But keep in mind, this is the land of Pachinko. So. I know, I know. It's going strong. And they've got the government cracking down on some of these... Uh, pay-to-win video games and cell phone games. Yes. So, yeah, it's kind of that environment. But, you know, as long as you realize that it's only a chance to win some of these things. All right, move on here. Battle of Gods, more stuff. Julian, you kind of stayed up for this, and then you crapped out. Uh, Yeah. So there was a few weeks. Well, not a few weeks. It was a week ago. About a week ago, the official website for Battle of Gods was updated with a list of media exposure for the new movie up through the 10th um, of March. And so looking down the, f- the list 
I'm like, oh, hey, the first one, there's going to be a Dragon Ball segment tonight <laughs> on the late night NHK program Magnet. And um, yeah, I stayed up to watch it after my wife and my children were long gone to sleep. And then I fell asleep under the kotatsu before the segment really got underway. <laughs> I was going to say, you were chatting with me while it was going on, and then all of a sudden you were just gone. So yeah, I kind of figured. I, I, I woke up uh, about half an hour later in a puddle of drool. <laughs> I was going to say drool everywhere, laptops <laughs> cracked in half. What happened? <laughs> yeah. So um, I, I decided, um, well, so much for that. But <laughs> right. Kay came to the rescue. He um, managed to also stay up for it and save it for posterity. So I was able to review it and pull out some of the information. So in addition to having a roundtable with fans from various countries about the appeal of Dragon Ball around the world, uh, it also had a short interview with one Gyarmat Bogdan, who is he's a Romanian-born Hungarian producer for Toei Animation in Japan. It's such an awesome story how he comes yes. in here. Yes. So he's he was a pro-democracy activist back in the late 80s, early 90s in Romania, and then he came to Japan. And somehow he ended up as a producer at Toei Animation. So he's been brought on board with this release with an eye towards screenings overseas. Mm-hmm. And it's weird, the the, the, um, the announcer who is narrating is just sort of says it sort of nonchalantly, like, oh yeah, you know, uh, new Dragon Ball release with a view towards screenings overseas. Oh, okay, great. That oh, like, what we is, is this happening? Could we get some information, please? So after that, there's a short interview segment with him uh, in front of a very large poster with... Um, Basically, the image that we've already seen, but with added inset of Shokotan and Kaori Matsumoto mm-hmm. with, as special guests. So he just talks about uh, how he had a special request from the original creator to put in, you know, as many gags as possible to keep it sort of lighthearted and not, uh, not solely focus on the action the way previous movies had done. Right. So I, maybe some fans might not find that enjoyable, but I, I'm really excited for it because I enjoyed the humor. Yeah, and all of those fans, they are dead on the inside and therefore dead to me. Yes. I, I personally find that if it's just fighting, it gets a little bit tedious. So I like the Absolutely, humor as well. Absolutely, yeah. Which is um, why we love the Jump Super Animator special. Yes. So there you go. It confirms one of our long-held suspicions back when we first found out that it was receiving government funding and also being right. co-produced with Fox. Mm-hmm. So... Um, that was a big hint, but now we have official confirmation, as it were. Well, not really. I mean, yeah, it was made with this, I suppose, intent, but what is intent without action? Well, it's still intent. I but, guess. Well, I mean, we don't have any official confirmation that they I will, intend in to make a million be. dollars this week, but likely not going to happen. Yes, but we know that's what they mean to do. And while we don't have any confirmation of any international screenings yet, it does right. make it perhaps, if not more likely than at least something that Toei is actively pursuing. Or at least thinking about, I suppose. Well, I'm not sure they could have gotten that funding if they weren't going to actually doing do more it. Than yeah, I guess. But anyway, we could debate that for a long time. <laughs> yeah. uh, we we do want to sort of cut in here and uh, also mention that we have been working on stuff on the site. We haven't forgotten. It's just that the news is continually putting more and more stuff onto the pile. 
Yeah, so, I guess tying in with movie stuff, uh, you and Heath were working on movie pages, right? Yes. So we have got out the door the first three pages for the original Dragon Ball features released in 1986 through 88. We have more than just information about the plot of the films. We have comments from the character designers. We have information from the Daizenshu. We have earnings. We have attendance information. We have things that other sites don't care about. So please check it out. <laughs> well, you know, this is a really great example. People have said, why don't you just put up the content you had on Daizen, QEX, and Constantai? Just put it up. Like, what's the holdup? I think these are great examples of why there's a little, well, I mean, the big holdup is Battle of Gods, but okay. this is they're great examples of, yeah, we could put them up as is, but we have this extra stuff to add into it that adds so much more. I mean, just the, the comments about what the character name puns are and design inspirations and like you said attendance figures and earnings i mean there there's so much more than either site yes. had individually before which i i guess that that's yes. the goal of consensu yes and really what we're striving for is not only the thing itself but the context and what its relevance is and all of that together and i think without that it just makes it kind of hollow so you know that's the, i realize that maybe some people will think we're you know, holding things to a much higher standard than we necessarily have to. But I think it makes it an overall much more enjoyable experience. So there. Sure does. <laughs> so there. I get my told you so you get your so there. All right. So that kind of that was around the time that this news was and it's tying in with Battle of Gods because it's movie stuff. It's the kind of thing you can look forward yes. to being added to the Battle of Gods page. So it kind of gives us a template to work from. But uh, yes. all right. So let's move on to a little bit more news. We still have like a page and a quarter of news. Additional IMAX stuff. Really, there was nothing to pull out of here. We had the exact same quote from one person and then really nothing entirely new from uh, Husada here. Yes. So Hosoda is basically going over what we all. Oh, by know. the way, is the director of Battle of Gods. Oh, yes. No, I guess we should say that. Yes. <laughs> um, he's a pretty cool guy. Anyway, um, he's basically just saying he's extremely happy for it to be reborn as a new movie and also to become the first Japanese film to be shown in IMAX. And he wants everybody to experience the full throttle power battle scene between Goku and the God of Destruction which makes use of the latest visual effects at an IMAX digital theater with an even greater power and sense of immediacy. So it really doesn't tell us anything we don't already know. Nah. But it's it's definitely something that they're pushing through this entire section on the new website. I do, however, want to say that in Osaka, it's a real pain to try to get out to any of these IMAX digital locations. There's one in Mino and there's one in Kishiwada. Either way is going to be over an hour for me. So you're just going to do standard theater? Probably. I think All the right, easiest place to get to might actually be in Yamato Koriyama, Koriyamashi in Nara Prefecture, which I don't know. It's I don't know why they're in these locations. What, the why big they, IMAX ones, the digital yeah, ones? Is it because they couldn't find the land? In the well, that's the probably or? it, yeah. Uh, it's not like but, the U.S. where it's like, oh, let's just cut down a farm and throw up a parking garage in a movie theater. Fair enough, but yeah. So I'm probably right. going to see it in a traditional theater. Gotcha. All right, shame, so we had yeah. uh, Hosada there, and then we had uh, Greg Foster, who's was it the uh, chairman and president of IMAX Film Entertainment. But it's, it's verbatim 
from yes. before, right? So yes. Right. So this time we, we uh, matched the Japanese with the actual quote from the English press release. <laughs> right. So we didn't have translation of translation. All right. So let's move on to really, really fun stuff here. And we're going to have the second part of this uh, at the end of our discussion. But we're going to go in chronological order here. Julian, last week, Weekly Shonen Jump kicked off this new series of Q&As with Toriyama. I love yes. this. Super long interview. Please tell us, Akira Toriyama-sensei. Yes. Uh, and while it says super long interview, we should note that there's only one question and answer per week. Per week, so, I know. <laughs> and I'm guessing that it's only probably going to go up until the release of the movie. So, so it's at not most, really it's going to be like maybe four or five. Four. Yeah. Not going to be much longer than that, I can imagine. Yeah. But yeah. So <laughs> it's just these little insights into things about the movie. And um, it's actually really interesting. It me. is. So here, I'll ask the question. Then uh, this week, you get to play the role of Toriyama. So Okay. All right, Toriyama-sensei, what's the story behind the birth of the plot line for Battle of Gods? はじまりはもう2年前のこと。神と神、スーパーサイヤ人ごとという Anyway, English. It began two years ago. The ideas God of Destruction and Super Saiyan God were there from the start, but the worldview was pretty dark. So correcting this into a more Dragon Ball-esque content kids could enjoy too was the catalyst for me becoming heavily involved with the story. So this is kind of tying in with what uh, Heath and I were talking about last time on the show with these little bits of, huh, if you show Bidusu hospitality, just those kinds of little tidbits where it's it seems like there's kind of this humorous edge being brought into the story and we're going to learn a little bit more about that i think shortly as well with some of our yes. other tidbits we're talking about here so what do you yes. think about this toriyama is being brought in obviously he didn't write the script that was yusuke watanabe who we talked yes. about earlier and hosted as the director of the film but toriyama is brought in kind of at this deeper level he says for the first time he's ever done it like this which is strange because i mean he came up with the basic plot, as far as we know, for the Jump Super Anime Tower special and these on character designs for prior movies and stuff. But in terms of involvement, he makes it sound like this is the most he's ever been involved. So is this the type of thing that he was being consulted on where it's, uh, can you lighten this up for us? Maybe, or maybe he himself sort of got a, a look at the original treatment and he went, mm, can we make this more fun? Julian, in addition to Weekly Jump last week, it was a, a big week because Psycho Jump came out as well. And of course, Naho Oishi has been continuing her publication of Dragon Ball SD in Psycho Jump, which we've all kind of been collectively ignoring because we kind of got into, I don't even want to call it a groove because it almost feels like it's giving it too much credit. I mean, it is what it is. Fun little retelling, couple of gags. But this month was different in Psycho Jump. Yes. This month replaces the usual issue of Dragon Ball SD with a special movie, Battle of Gods edition. So this is sort of typical SD style telling of the first part of the movie. We don't know exactly how far into the movie it goes since the movie hasn't come out yet. Right. But it's intriguing because it seems to line up pretty closely with what we know about the plot of the film. And 
judging by her previous work, which is throwing in a couple extra jokes into the story as is, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe this is about what we can expect. Yeah, I think with the exception of some of those jokes, like, how old are you exactly? Well, that makes me this age. Those kind of things. Overall, this is probably the story, like you said, of the first part of the movie. Pretty much as is. So that's kind of exciting in itself. Um, yeah, I, I guess we don't want to give too much away right now, although you can just go read the whole thing on the website if you want. But uh, I guess what I want to pull out here is that whole thing of Toriyama coming in and, and keeping it light and fun. And I, I don't know, like I totally get that vibe, knowing that it's Dragon Ball SD and it's supposed to be even more fun than it usually is, which is crazy because dragon ball is already fun i don't know like this fun is being three levels removed into oishi's work but i really do get that vibe of this this is a toriyama story through and through and everyone's having so much fun with it and bringing these characters back and interacting with each other i i get that feeling as well and just the just the way that they react to the situation i think is a big hallmark of the original creator's work And I think that comes across here. So it'll be interesting to see where this version actually diverges from the film itself. But um, it seems, at this point at least, that it probably has uh, more in common with the actual story than it does not. Yeah, I agree. Overall, what did you, I mean, you picked up the issue. I'm just kind of getting it secondhand from you. What did you think of the art and the storytelling? Was it just kind of a, a standard SD chapter in that regard? Well, I felt like it was kind of that way. Um, in general, it's about what you expect from Oishi's art, which she's, I don't know, I get the sense that maybe as she continues on with SD, she's getting better at imitating Toriyama's art style. Mm. But I think it, this one works in her favor as well, because it's later, and I think her own style of art closely matches that of Tadayoshi Yamamuro, who is the animation director for this film. Right. Yeah, I, I think, uh, yeah, her art kind of matches up more with almost today-ish Toriyama, where everyone's kind of short. So having her SD-ish style with these later design characters like Super Saiyan 3 Goku, I don't know, everything just kind of meshes. I think it looks really nice. It's, it's, I don't know why. Maybe it's just the newness of Battle of Gods in general, but I feel like this one stuck out with me more. So I ordered myself an extra copy because that's how I roll. Yes. We should say that Psycho Jump is sort of this little brother magazine it is yeah to uh weekly jump it's designed for little kids uh to be able to sort of get into reading manga without being quite as daunted by regular jump which i think is kind of absurd because jump has always catered to a fairly wide age range and it's always had furigana but apparently they decided that little kids aren't paying enough attention to the print medium so this is one way to get them interested in it pokemon the younger yes uh i guess the stories are shorter and easier to follow and that they have that going for it yeah but it, it just means that sd itself is usually fairly tedious to sit through because it's a story they already know that's being told more simply with jokes that aren't all that funny right and you don't even get unless you read your r age and have read the rest of the manga anyway so i don't know why she tosses them in there like oolong transforming into zarbon which i thought was genuinely hysterical but oh well 
Okay, so let's move on. This uh, next thing kind of ties in with that because we get more information about the plot and it kind of ties back with that earlier conversation with the kind of crazy fan with Yusuke Watanabe talking about Vegeta here, Julian. This is from Cinecom Walker. What is that a just movie related magazine? Well, it's it's sort of a movie-centric publication. I guess you could call it a magazine. It's sort of a pamphlet that happens to be stapled together, but it's oh, okay. distributed to certain movie theater chains, and it's usually given out free with the purchase of a ticket. But um, the, <laughs> but the guy behind the counter felt sorry for me and gave me one for free. <laughs> <I love it. clears throat> anyway, um, so the most interesting thing here was actually uh, a couple of tidbits from the plot summary where they they mention offhand that uh, well number one vegeta is sort of tasked with keeping the god of destruction appeased aha uh, if you show him hospitality yes and um also that someone ends up taking him off and that should i say this this is a spoiler yeah, I mean, we're not going to ruin... Uh, how do you even define what a spoiler is? I mean, if you don't want to ruin Battle of Gods, you have to just not visit Konsenshu for a few months at this point. So you know, we're just laying our cards on the table here. Yes, so it mentions that the one to finally tick off the God of Destruction is Majin Buu. <laughs> I love it. So do you think that Buu's like, hey, put down my food. Step the hell away from my food. Probably. That, that's what, <laughs> I'm that's so looking forward to it. Finally annoys him so much that he tries to turn him into chocolate or something. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so Boo jumps in and everyone's like, oh, all right, let's dogpile the god over there. And well, we've seen from the trailer how that works out for everyone. Yeah, pretty much. But yes. So the other thing was this um, sort of caption next next to and a couple of images. There's one of great Siaman acting goofy. There's one of piccolo singing karaoke like we saw in the trailer and there's this right. one shot of vegeta with this big open-mouthed grin which is very atypical of him and the caption says vegeta dancing with a smile it's fully loaded with gag scenes so vegeta casts aside his pride and tries to liven up the place in order to put Beerus, who crashed the party in a good mood even surreal toriyama gags like such as the top secret scene of a drunken great saya man gohan have been incorporated at every turn. I love that. In case you didn't know who Great Saiyan was. Well, it's designed for a general audience, this right, magazine. Right. So You know, this ties back almost to the very beginning of us learning about Battle of Gods. We had were the WCF figures that were being uh promoted and teased and we had Pilaf and his gang that's how we first learned that Pilaf was going to be in the movie and then there was Goku and then there was also this crazy faced Vegeta and I know a couple was it Chiquita in general on the forum has been like what is that I need to know what is going on will this be explained and you know what it looks like we have an explanation for why that little Vegeta figure is crazy yes so he's Against his will, being all happy, and um, I'm actually really f- looking forward to seeing how this plays out in the movie itself, because Me it too. sounds it sounds like he has this really like fake grin plastered on his face <laughs> yeah, as he, he's he's scowling inside. Uh, and you know, more than anything else, I'm kind of looking forward to Horikawa's performance there because I know what an actor he is, and to kind of double act as Vegeta, who himself has to act in this other manner that he's not used to acting. I'm super, super psyched to see this. That, that, that's, that's cool. Really got me excited about the movie. 
Absolutely. All right, Julian, we talked about this earlier, but uh, these extra things that you get with uh, going to see the movie, uh, the Dragon Ball Heroes card in particular, we know what this one is now. Yes. So we previously knew that there was going to be what the Dragon Radar case for the Dragon Ball pens that came with the uh, pre-order tickets. And there was a QR code for Dragon Ball Heroes Ultimate Mission for the 3DS, which we already know what it does. It gives you the Beerus mission, which um, allows you to fight against the God of Destruction in the game. But we didn't know what the Dragon Ball Heroes card was going to be. Not that it was particularly burning question for us. But, um, <laughs> no. And this is not exactly unexpected of what the art would be. No. So, yeah. So it's been revealed that we have a Goku card with artwork from the Battle of Gods poster. Yeah, it's just a poster image with yes. Super Saiyan Gohan down there in the corner, by the way. <laughs> yes, that's that's <laughs> definitely going to be a trivia thing, I think, for future generations. Yeah, but right. anyway, its its main properties, aside from the usual Kamehameha attack, are ability, surging fighting spirit, which allows you to fully recover your key at the beginning of the third round, mm-hmm. and card action ability, change Super Saiyan, which causes a card action to occur starting in the second round when you attack. If you're successful, you will get plus 2,000 power limited to only one time <laughs> you're but, talking gibberish to me here but whatever yeah, it, it means as little to me as it does to you but, uh, i kind of um, get it for the sake of completeness and because we are who we are <clears throat> so in addition to that however when you use the card together with your hero license you get robo toriyama's robot parts support which allows <laughs> all members of your team to perform their special attack regardless of their hero energy in the fourth round love it yes and this appears to be based on his illustration of himself for the initial movie promotion stuff where he has the pen with uh, 2013 written on it very cute very cute yes so if you see the movie in theaters this is one of the things you'll get so i'll send it nice. to you mike all right, that'd be great. You can add it to my ever-growing collection of Dragon Ball Heroes cards that I can do nothing with, but I keep anyway. Yes. I will put them in my, oh my God, what was it called where the uh, Dragon Soul CD single came with? It was this awkward phrasing of like special card holder. I, oh, I don't remember what it was. It's just this little like, uh, whatever. I don't, I don't remember 2009, do you? Because that feels like an eternity ago. Next one here, super, super short. But the Dragon Ball Project website, remember this was a little site that Shueisha put up to promote uh, the new book stuff coming out. We got the cover art for all of the Chosen Shu now. Uh, we obviously had one and two because one was already out and two was on its way out. But now we have the covers for three and four. The third Chosen Shu has a cover art from Daizenshu 6, which was movies and TV specials, which has second form cell on the cover so that never really made much sense and then the fourth Chozenshu kind of as expected is the cover art from Daizenshu 7 because Chozenshu 7 will be an encyclopedia a la Daizenshu 7 so it's probably going to be pretty much the same thing right content well stuff. a couple of comments on that is the original yes. Dai- Daizenshu had the covers progressing from the beginning of the series to the end right so I get that's that, that's but... that's why cell was on the cover of a book that didn't have anything to do with cell I guess but then it just goes to the end <laughs> like, there's well, no boo on there yeah. or movie villains or well he was being lazy and uh this is not something we have up on the site itself yet but the comic so uh, me these days from the last Shenlong Times that was included uh-huh. with Daizenshu 7 itself. He mentions, uh-huh. well, yeah, I, I photocopied the last page of the actual series and I colored it in using, you know, <laughs> full color instead of two colors. 
but then I spent more time drawing this comic. So I guess it didn't work out very well in the end. So we, we get confirmation that yes, even the Daisenshu covers were the, uh, result of Toriyama laziness. Pretty much. Yeah. It's awesome. Um, <laughs> so is there anything to say here? Just, uh, kind of quasi expected cover arts. And then we know what the release dates are. Uh, it's going to wrap up on May 9th with that fourth Chozenshu. Yes. So I think actually the last one will be interesting to see because this is one where they really can't simply publish it as is because the page numbers are completely different. It references mm. all the other Daisenshu in the original book. So either they're going to have to very carefully go in and replace each page reference with a new one, or they're going to have to reset the entire text. Um, well, I, I don't think they're going to bother because even the little tiny mistakes and not that there's many, but just referencing like the wrong chapter with someone's first appearance. None of that stuff was corrected in the Chozenshu uh, that reprinted the Daisenshu pages. So I, I, I think it's just going to be kept. But the second one, they did go back and in the variety of Dragon Ball sections, they redid the page number references too, so that when it... Did that? Uh, All right. Calls Mine back to in. an earlier section that it, it does have the correct page number huh. for that book instead of saying "See right. Daisenshu Five, this page." That's the only difference. And then just talking about release dates, Chozenshu Three does come out after Battle of the Gods, but it's basically that same week. So really, I'm looking forward to. I, I keep wanting to call it Daisenshu. I'm still getting used to saying Chozenshu. Chozenshu Number Four is the one that's really after Battle of Gods. So will that? Yes really have information about the movie in it in some way because i feel like chozenshu one had extra material that i wouldn't expect based on the title story and world guide but i guess it makes sense i don't know i feel like these are kind of these haphazardly thrown together products but kind of also more extra stuff than i would have thought at the same time i'm very yeah. confused by them yes so it, it is kind of a, an enigma. And I think, well, some people were disappointed that the Library of Adventure and All Story Digest sections from the TV animation Daisenshu were not included in the Animation Guide Part 1. But there's an, right. still still the possibility that they'll make it into the next one. I think perhaps calling it Animation Guide rather than splitting it into TV animation and movies and TV specials is their mm. way of sort of distributing the content without going against yeah, the... Yeah you know, well, this isn't movies and TV specials. You know, well, okay, it's just animation. So there you go. Yep, makes sense. All right, let's keep charging forward here. This is something that <laughs> no one else was excited about, and I had my draft hanging out, and no one wanted to translate anything. But Julian, you guys finally get around to, uh, oh yeah, this Dream 9 super collaboration special coming up with One Piece, Totico, and Dragon Ball Z, set to air April 7th, a two-part special. Uh, you did translate here. Was it you or Heath or and or Heath that did this? Um, I think it was probably Heath. I may have gone in and just uh, touched up a couple of things, but this is mostly Heath's. Okay. Well, you guys <laughs> went in there. Uh, and we do have translated now the uh, plot summaries for the two parts. So you can go check that out there on the site. I'm very interested in Mr. Satan's uh, escapades here. You do have a point. Should we read the thing or are you just not going to bother? Nah, nah. We'll have people read it. I mean, the special's airing. I don't want to say soon enough. It's about a month from now. So yeah. check that out on the site. I mean, everyone else was like, oh, key art has been released from it. And we're all like, yeah, it's key art. But it also has, I don't know, if you read Japanese, uh, the plot summary for the entire thing. And it seemed like no one really gave that much attention. So you can go check that out on content yes. there. I, I will say, however, you know, just because we were a week late with the thing, we still ended up translating it first. 
I think. Or <laughs> Weird at least we, that were, works. we were the only people who cared. <laughs> we, we I care, much. everyone. I care. All right, Julian, let's keep going. Uh, man, people love all this KFC stuff going on over there. And you had even more. This is the third phase of KFC stuff. Yes. So they have been just this massive promotion for the new film. And they have toys, posters, bottles, you name it. But now the third phase of items has been announced. So starting on the 28th of March, just a little bit before the end of the month and before the movie opens, the I'm excited new school term support goods will be released to KFC locations across Japan. So if you order a smile set, which is what the KFC kids meals are called in Japan, you will have your choice of one of the following items designed with the new school year, which begins in April in Japan in mind. So you have the changing clear file, which is again, a four size plastic slip whose background color changes from green to blue when paper is placed inside. That's kind of cool. It's because it's blue on the front and yellow in the back. But oh, it's okay, cool. I see there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, anyway, and then there's a Kamehameha LED light keychain. Uh, there's a Kamehameha hi- highlighters with two different colors, uh, judging by what's. Wait, 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 are they called Kamehameha highlighters? No, just Kamehameha highlighters. Uh, that's not nearly as. Um, it's um, what is it? K. Uh, what is it? K. K. Do pen or something like that. So you know. Actual, it's it's literally neon pen, but all right, whatever. I thought I was having wordplay fun. Anyway, and also there is a Shenlong mini ring notebook. So, um, yeah. So each of these smile sets is available for five hundred yen. So, you know, if you want fried chicken, if you pay the five hundred yen, you can get one of these little nifty things if you're in Japan. Um, at the same time, there was this thing last week which I was actually alerted to by. Um, a fellow fan in Japan who wanted to take a picture of one of the Colonel Sanders statues that was wearing Goku's outfit and holding a Dragon Ball. Right. And he went down to the location in, in um, I think, Ebisu in Tokyo. And instead of holding a Dragon Ball, he was holding the sign advertising a thing in Ikebukuro. And so if you look to Twitter and to Facebook for the official KFC accounts, it happened that on Monday or Monday? On Sunday last week, uh, 3rd of March from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m., um, there was a special one-day-only event where if you ordered an applicable menu item, you got special Dragon Ball stuff. So just for that one day only, they brought all the Dragon Balls together into Ikebukuro Sunshine Street. Oh, I don't know why cute. there. <laughs> um, yeah, well. But uh, as of yesterday, however, it's back to... At least the one that was in Osaka is back in Osaka. So just that one day, I guess. Gotcha. All right. So you can check out a picture there on the website. People have been loving these photos for Colonel Sanders there. Oh, yes. They're good. They're good. <coughs> oh, we didn't touch upon this from Psycho Jump. This is a kind of combination news slash content, but there is a Psycho Kids Z interview in there. Julian, you translated this. We threw it up on the site. Yes. Uh, it's another one of those three ways between Ozawa, Nakagawa, and Matsumoto. A more childish version, and by childish, we mean literally two kids ask them very simple questions. Yes. So there were two children. There was a Psycho Kids number seven and number nine. <laughs> yeah, whatever. I, I, I forget exactly what that means, but they're sort of like the child representatives of the magazine. And in this case, it looks 
literally almost as if they were lined up. So after the V jump, people got done with them. They just sort of stepped yeah, right. Like, <laughs> uh, probably. And there's really nothing to say there. We threw up the translation, so you can check that. out. It's super short. It's cute at the same time, though. Yes. So that was kind of nice. Um, All right. But so yes. video game news, Julian. I got in my copy of Dragon Ball Heroes Ultimate Mission this week. All right. And I can't play it because fuck you, Nintendo. Region locking on your consoles now. Well, handhelds anyway. Oh. It's always been on a console. Yeah, yeah. I'm very, very sad, but I know Jake is getting in uh, his copy and he's got a Japanese 3DS, so he will be our first hand, uh, I don't know, account person for Dragon Ball Heroes. But Jake and I were two of the 88,386 copies it did in its first week there in Japan. Uh, came out on February 28th. This first week was February 25th to March 3rd third it was the number four game that week and this is hella good compared to how dragon ball games have been doing at least uh on the portable front anyway the most recent console game was ultimate tenka ichi well ultimate blast over there in japan that did forty four thousand five hundred ninety three copies on the ps3 Ooh. its first week so this blew that out of the water then the most recent portable game was dragon ball kai ultimate butoden on the regular the original nintendo ds that one never came out in north america you can check out my review over on konzenshu that did thirty one thousand one hundred eight copies so heroes here is blowing its own prior stuff out of the water what do you think about that probably a good thing um i think the popularity of the heroes card game itself probably has something to do with that as oh, well yeah. as the I upcoming mean, movie yeah, yeah but um yeah it's pretty good and i guess yeah. it helps that it's probably something different from another fighting game because i know i know as much as i loved uh I'm already forgetting all the titles here. Ultimate Putoden. I really love that game. It was just a fighting game. So even though Heroes is kind of nothing, <laughs> really, <Yeah. laughs> uh, it's different. So I, I am looking forward to uh, at some point. I got to grab a Japanese 3DS. Maybe the next time you come to the country so I don't have to pay extra retail markup stuff. I'll just have to have you grab me one, pay you when you come over. When are you coming okay. back to the country next? Um, well, it, it's we're trying to figure that out right now. I know my parents want me to come back this summer, but I'm not sure how well that'll work out. So, All right, it, whatever. Maybe next year. <laughs> whatever. I'm in no rush. It's heroes. I don't really care. Okay. Right. So we got a couple last things here. One on the site as we're talking. One not quite on the site as we're talking. But uh, Julian, we got a confirmation on two things. One of which we kind of already knew. One of which we were mostly pretty sure was going to be what it was. That is a runtime for Battle of Gods and the rating. Yes. Battle of Gods. So we got a runtime confirmation via Cinema Today, the um, movie-centric blog in Japan. Uh, they have their listing for the movie updated with the same 85-minute runtime that we had pre previously found out through the uh, 109 Men's Clothing Store promotion for the preview right, the screening. Right, preview screening, yeah. Um, so that's true. Uh, anybody going on IMDb, has it been fixed yet? Because uh, uh, Who knows? We don't care, but yeah. Don't, don't trust anything you see on IMDb without independent confirmation. That's just a life lesson. Anyway, uh, I, I have to remember back when there were rumors of a live action film before anything came into being, there was just like a, an entire listing with a, like a, a dream cast for dream I know. for whoever, whoever wrote it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. no basis in reality. Uh, but yes. So, um, 
In addition to that, Eiren, which is the Motion Picture Producers Association of Japan, have updated their own listing, the film with an Eiren code, which is the Motion Picture Association of Japan. They give a code to each film. So the code is 119385, and it has a rating of G. Now, Julian, what are the kind of uh, ladders of ratings in Japan? So, you know, over here we have G, PG, PG-13, R, NC-17. What is uh, Japan's? Uh, yes, so Japan's motion picture rating system has this um, tiered system. It's similar and yet different from North America. Okay. So <clears throat> basically you have... Uh, four levels. There's G for general audiences, which is anybody. Uh, PG-12. So okay. parental guidance is recommended. Uh, however, children are not specifically banned. Gotcha. That, that kind of equates to the Peggy 12 rating I see for all the European video game ads. Uh, and then there's R15 plus and R18 plus. And for both of these, um, people who are under that age are not allowed in. So that's so, actually restricted at that age. Yes. So... Yeah. Uh, basically, what you have is um, PG-12 is kind of the equivalent of the PG rating. R-15 is sort of like PG-13. Right. And uh, R-18 plus is R, but maybe crosses into territory of NC-17, but which is used so rarely in the U.S. But anyway. you don't really get that kind of material in Japan anyway, so... Well, that's true. I don't know. But Dragon Ball, I mean, it's G. What else do you expect? Right. So, I, I mean, I think that was kind of expected. Some some fans, I think, are sort of wringing their hands at, what if the violence is toned down? No, it won't. It's Dragon Ball. Come on. The, these movies have always been aimed squarely at kids. And while I don't remember exactly when this rating system was instituted, they have never discouraged children from going to these films. It has always been for all ages. So... I don't think anything has changed whatsoever. All right. We have one last thing before we call it quits this episode. It's not up on the site yet. It will be as soon as, I don't know, we just kind of finish working on stuff. We told you the first of the please tell us. We have the second please tell us. Akira Toriyama Sensei, Julian from Weekly Jump that you just picked up today. The question yes. this week in Weekly Shonen Jump was, what is the secret of the design for Birusu, God of Destruction? And he responds... Because there are so many gods in my work, <laughs> I figured something humanoid might be difficult now, so I thought I'd make him a cat. Thinking, speaking of feline gods, I went with an Egypt-esque costume. It gives off a bit of an ominous air as well, so I'm really pleased with it. So really, we get confirmation of, I mean, it's clear by looking at Budisu there, but just Egyptian-themed. Yeah, sure, that, I mean... You get that vibe immediately looking at him. Yes. So I don't think there's any real new information here other than Toriyama thinking, wow, maybe I do have too many gods. And then also, yes. well, I don't really want to do standard humanoid. So we're going back to the uh, anthropomorphic world here, which I'm all aboard. Yes. And the other thing we can note is just that the first Chozenshu volume, he also reveals that the design is based on not just any cat, but the cat that he currently has. But his cat, right? <laughs> yes. Uh, who is somehow uh, cheated death several times by now. But his, uh, Cornish Rex is the breed. Yes, yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of surprised maybe it was just limited space here, but they didn't mention that at all. Well, it's, you know, maybe not to uh, step on the toes of the book. Yeah. All right, Julian, we have to call it quits here. You should probably go do some actual work at work today. Um, yes, well, there's not... 
much that I can do today because of the test. Gotcha. I, well, get, get back to Gonzenshi work then. Well, yes, I do have an interview that's already translated and basically ready to go up on the site from this previous weekend's uh, April issue of Seiyu Animedia. Okay. I did and, see that. I haven't gotten a chance to actually do any work yet, but I'll get and, to it. And uh, I'm eventually going to start translating the other thing from Animage, also from this weekend, which is another feature about the movie. And there's a couple of interesting tidbits in there. It's, some of it's what we already know, but I think for the posterity, it's good to have a record of it. Gotcha. That's cool, cool. Looking forward to it. Yes. I get to read it before everyone else. Cause... Yes, but it's your fault. <laughs> I had to buy a magazine that I... I had to make sure my wife didn't see. Uh, <laughs> Wait, are you saying it's my fault or is that a general you toward the audience? No, well, it's both of you. Okay. All of you. <laughs> anyway, yes. So the, the gigantic pink cover with all the pretty cute characters on it. When my when my daughter is not yet interested in that series. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the lengths you go to, everyone appreciates it. Oh, yes. So, right, yes, man. So that's coming. All right, let's call it quits. This has been a full episode. Battle of Gods is on its way. Preview screenings are this week, right? Yes. So on the 12th, you have the screening across several cities in Japan. And on the 16th, which is less than a week away, there will be this special screening at Differ Ariake in Tokyo. So we've got both of those coming. We have a member of the forums who has managed to get one of the preview screening tickets from another fan. So he'll be going if they don't kick him out for not being that person. Um, <laughs> so we have some interesting things to look forward to as details start to leak out on the internet as they always do. So yep. look forward to that. It's going to be a crazy week. And you of course know the only place you should be reading any of this stuff. And I don't mean it like I'm hoarding you like, don't go anywhere else. I mean it because you know that the information is going to actually be accurate is konzenshu.com k-a-n-z-e-n-s-h-u-u.com julian that is the place that we all live at yes so julian thank you for taking some time out of your work morning here to do the podcast oh it's my pleasure good good so we got julian over there of course my name is mike vegito ex i will try to hit you guys back next week i mean we'll know battle of gods next week Yes, it could be kind of exciting, although I'm still looking forward to seeing the movie myself. I'm still an annoyed that I sent in two postcards and I still didn't get a ticket for the preview screening, but <laughs> oh well. Right, so you'll be taking off on the 30th to go see it anyway, right? Um, pretty much, yeah. Um, no matter what, I'm determined to go, so yeah. Excellent. And we'll do a podcast that afternoon, night, whatever. Whenever it yeah, and that's a couple of weeks off. So uh, so for you, for me, for Heath, for Jake, for all the other folks, Mary's upstairs. Uh, our buddy Jeff will pull in post battle of gods. Let him enjoy his honeymoon <laughs> instead of coming back to GT. That's what he has to look forward to when he returns next month. Well, don't you think uh, that's the perfect honeymoon activity? What, watching the rest of GT? <laughs> Or not watching it. Good question. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, folks, please, please, please enjoy all of the content we have coming your way on Konzenshu. This was, I don't even know. Let me click back over. This was episode 326 of our podcast. Holy crap, we've been going for a while. There's a lot of stuff. So I'm going to go upstairs. Julian, send me your audio. I'll edit it probably tomorrow-ish, and we'll get the show out. And more work. Keep going. Yes. All right, man. Konzenshu.com. This is 326. See you soon. Wrap it up. All right. So thank you for listening to this edition of Konzenshu, the podcast. So check us back 
next time with more Battle of Gods exclusive information and other delayed content because of the news deluge.